And now your day's market movements with Yaku Iga from Rank Swiss. Yaku, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon. All right, Yaku, let's just talk about the sea of red, the JSE today, and what's driving um, those market sentiments. Yeah, look, it's, it's a little bit like watching a tennis match these days, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Just, um, uh, you, you don't know where to look at anymore, and then it's good, and then bad is good, and, and so on and so forth. But lo looking to today, I mean, you said it, the sea of red, basically, locally, we, we pretty much had the same, you know, in, in the U.S. last night, um, not looking great. And, you know, what's the reason? We saw we saw some some decent green numbers a couple of days ago, and that was on the back of of uh, inflation numbers. And we thought the back was broken, etc. But then, as you know, non-farm payrolls came out. Uh, was it last Friday? PMI numbers came out, um, and and they all showed that that the economy is a bit stronger. So it's actually a good economy, but bad news for. Uh, you know, for stocks. And then tonight we see uh, U.S. consumer credit coming out. Mm -hmm. So, and that's also likely to be. So we are, um, we are seeing a stronger economy. And what does that mean? You know, we obviously everybody's sitting on their hands with big eyes looking forward to next week. What is the Fed going to do from a, from a, from a rate perspective? And once we, you know, until we know that number, we, uh, you know, we, 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 we still going to, I think, see this choppiness, but, uh the, the the fed in a in a week's time is probably going to have to raise rates again um that means higher you know kind of terminal rates at some point and we have to discount stocks by more because sure. we value stocks in this world but um and that means lower numbers so pressure on the markets yeah, you know, Yaku, I get the feeling that after we've, we've spent all this time worrying and trying to react to inflation, we'll then start seeing, you know, the market start um, reacting to lower growth, falling profits, because that's essentially the, you know, the, the impact that all this inflation will have on returns for um, stocks, for instance, and also just the weakening growth worldwide. And so if we just look ahead, even in the short term, does it look like the markets will find stability? Or even in early 2023, are we expecting just this back and forth um, to be the continued theme? Look, I think a bit of both. Mm. Uh, if I if I had to look at my crystal ball, I would say probably slightly more positive. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm going to say that on the back of the excess savings in the US. Now, remember during COVID, and that's kind of one of the reasons why the U.S. consumer is so strong. Remember, back in COVID, they got you know Stimulus. these these COVID checks um, income you know all the time. So so those COVID checks obviously had a, a massive impact on the savings, and they call it or we call it excess savings. So that has finally started to dip, um, and and we see it dipping strongly now, and that's probably one of the reasons why consumer credit is so strong um, in the U.S. as well. But nonetheless, it looks like that excess savings, so that underlying support system that, that the consumer keeps spending and keeps this market, you know, fairly strong, mm -hmm. is going to run out. It looks like kind of second half, third uh, quarter, uh, roughly next year. Um, and, you know, and I think then we're probably in for some choppier waters because then we're going to be able to look through and see what the real damage is underlying. Sure. I think, um, yeah, a very uh, mixed picture um, for 2023 ahead, Yaku. Let's talk about now um, information coming out of APSA. They've come out to say that, um, you know, their loan book continues to grow, very similar to what NetBank said um, just the other day also. And I'm interested yeah. to find out about what you think about, you know, so, um, South African consumers who are cash-strapped but are taking on this rather expensive credit, Yaku. 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a tough one because credit, as you say, is getting more and more expensive. Um, and, uh, you know, at what point do we fall over the precipice? Um, so so it, it's going to keep on, uh, you know, rearing its head, um, you know, from the APSA numbers or the, at least the update, we, we the voluntary update we got, we can see, you know, what's happening. They, they're reporting double, double digit, digit net uh, interest income growth. You know, that just tells you this, um, this, uh, you remember what's the bank's biggest income stream is, 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 is lending. Um, and, and the higher the, the rate goes, the more room there is to wiggle in between and, and, and the, the better it looks for the banks. So although, you know, for APSA and NetBank kind of said the same a couple of days ago, it's, it's, it's positive. It tells you a story, uh, that's going to have a knock on effect to the, to the local consumer. Um, and I think we can already see some of those, um, you know, those kind of red flags coming up. Is there a tipping point? So is there a point when, you know, uh, banks first really benefit from a high interest rate um, environment, but then that, that tips over and that starts to have adverse effects, possibly, um, you know, some of the provisions that they would have raised for impairments have to start really coming through the books because it's very clear that, you know, consumers can't afford um, the debt. Exactly. And you're hitting the nail on the head, I think, to, to, to make it very, uh, you know, simple is impairment. So, so you know, as, as soon as your impairments pick up and you can see, look into that, you know, fairly easily as a, as a, as a, as a bank and you can see it happening in, in almost real time, uh, you need to know, you know, you, you, you have to pull back. Um, so I think, yeah, that should be the answer. You already yeah. you already alluded to it. And also, just uh, interestingly enough, APSA APSA has been really good with raising provisions. In fact, they're the best performing bank in the country um, this year. That's because of how they've managed their impairments. Yeah. So, do they have a competitive edge in that regard? Just an ability to you know meticulously manage those impairments. I don't know. That's uh, that's yeah. above my pay grade. Yeah. Sorry, it's, um, I'll have yeah. to look into that yeah. next time we chat. We'll, Absolutely, uh, we'll have a look at it. All right, so let's take a look at your stock pick, Yaku. Keen to talk about that one, HCI. Why? Well, so so HCI is actually the holding company. Mm -hmm. So so it's E Media, right? Okay. Um, yeah. HCI is one of the one of the holders, um, Hoskins. Uh, you know, there's the uh, others as well. But yes, so it's it's E Media. So you know, what is E Media? Uh, it's it's unfortunately small, so people don't always know. But mm -hmm. you probably watch it every day. You know, it's ETV mm -hmm. um, and 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 ENCA, and you know, and you probably listen to it on the radio, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so. It flies under the radar. It's had a bit of a rock. Remember, TV, as you know, is is, is all about um, uh, ad spend, mm -hmm. um, and and obviously COVID and, and a rough 20, 2020, 2021 has uh, has put them a bit under pressure. They've lifted their heads, but recently, obviously, we can now see the the tentacles of U.S. inflation and and just general market weakness coming through the system. So that again puts some pressure on them. But that being said. I think there are a couple of nice um, uh, units that we need to understand. So OpenView mm -hmm. um, is, is their decoder. OpenView, yeah. nobody knew of four years ago. It's now three three million people have it. Mm -hmm. You know, it grows, grows by 500,000 a year. Suddenly, sure. you know and understand OpenView. And they, there are even good programs now coming on there. Mm -hmm. You know, and this, this um, video on demand. So just to give you a little bit of a, maybe a different take, um, you know, 
prime time uh, e-media holds 33 percent of the market share mm -hmm. sure. um that's peak viewing hours from 6 6 p.m to midnight sabc is at 27 percent and dstv is at 30 percent so you're sure. talking about the largest market share company here i think that um uh, that's the first reason why I like the stock. Mm -hmm. And the second is the kind of the eyeballs, the, how many people watch your ads um, fell due to load shedding and a number of uh, other reasons, but mainly load shedding um, fell with, with the other providers about 16%. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the people looking, you know, average minute rating. Uh, this company there with this company they only fell five percent so you know that's a positive it shows you they know how to you know how to manage through this um, system and yeah and that's why i like e-media right certainly an underdog yaku one i've never thought of and will certainly be paying attention to now thank you so much for your time that was rand swiss yaku eager bringing us your day's markets analysis